Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Warby Parker. Get five pairs of glasses to try on in your own home for five days, for free, visit WarbyParkerTrial.com slash ring. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Weddings and fellow bride-to-be. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography, husband, father, and I make the best scrambled eggs in the entire world. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone involved in planning a wedding who wants the confidence to pull off an amazing wedding celebration with their most favorite people on the planet. Every other week, we share practical planning advice, insider tips, and behind-the-scenes stories from our own adventures in the wedding world. We pull back the veil and have honest conversations about real things, about stressful things, and about all the things that go into planning a wedding. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, all you pretty people out there. Welcome to the Puerto Rican Podcast, episode 53. Hello, 53. Danielle Pasternak. Hi, Daniel Moyer. How are you? Um, I'm feeling good. Life is good. <gasps> yeah. So Crazy, you know was, but good. Yeah. It, well, it is a busy time of year for both of us in the best way, I would say. Yeah. Right? This is what we live yeah. for. This is what we do. But it does make free time a little more sparse now, doesn't it? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, oh, you know what I was, I was thinking about? I listen to my, um, my go-to when I'm driving or taking a shower or doing anything. I used to love to listen to music, and I very much transitioned to listening to podcasts a lot. And yeah. so many of the podcasts I listen to have these fun little names for their listeners. Like I listen to Armchair Experts armchair expert with Dax Shepard and he calls them armchairies like their listeners and it makes me think what can we call our beautiful mm. listeners other than like ringers or brides and grooms but brides and grooms feel so obvious yeah <laughs> but I, I challenge uh. I challenge you and I challenge our listeners to come up with we need a we need a club name basically we need a we need a little group um P-A-R-O-I P-A-R-O-I Pro pro ears, yeah. yeah there we go. Perfect. That's easy to stay and spell. That's great. <laughs> great idea, Dan. You're fired. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Arm, uh, so, what are some other? So, I listen to my favorite murder. They have murderinos. I can't think of any others that I listen to at the moment, and I have a whole list. But you know what I mean. So, I challenge us to come up with a cool name. The end. Yeah. 
what do you guys think? Please let us know so we don't have to be super creative about this. We want your input. Also, yeah. what Dan said. Ringers is good, but I planners. Go maybe we can just call planners. planners. We can just call them all planners. Everybody's planning. That's true. Yeah, but that's weird. Yeah, that that leads us into a nice segue into what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because everybody <laughs> likes to call them planners, and they're not. So they're not planners. <laughs> we're not we're talking a, we're talking about a slightly dicey topic today. We're we are getting we're getting what's the word controversial controversial no. yeah that's a little bit the word. a little bit we're getting a little bit so dan and i always come from a place of as much respect as we can possibly muster so before we even dive into this we are talking today about the truth about venue coordinators and we want to come at it from a place of respect first and foremost but we also want to shed a little bit of light because in my experience lately and i think dan you've shared this expression too is that lately more and more venues are sort of touting the fact that they have a wedding planner on staff and it is so not true um they have a wonderful person who works very hard and and falls into this role but the way that they're sort of framing this person is giving false expectations to the couple that is booking that venue to work with them yep so that said uh that's what we're gonna talk about today get the popcorn so let's let's um Let's just define it. Like, all right, we both have worked with venue coordinators plenty, but I'm going to say, what? how would you define a wedding coordinator specifically? Like, what do they do? What's their responsibilities? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I guess, I guess before we do that, I just want to say that what we're going to talk about covers most of the venue coordinators that, yep. that you and I have worked with and just what we've seen. I've done a lot of research on this just myself personally, and I will say that not every single venue coordinator is going to fall into this category. There are always some rare exceptions to the rule where someone who yep. is actually a planner works at the venue and very much does things that we're going to say they usually don't. That said, it's a little bit more rare and 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 it is what it is. I also don't want to come at this from a place of bashing anyone. Um, we, again, we just want to help you better understand uh, what the role is. So. That said, what their role is, a venue coordinator is a human being who works for the venue, represents the venue, and makes sure that everything regarding the venue is being coordinated as as you've uh, as you've planned it to be. So, so if you said we want to have our ceremony at this time and our cocktail hour at this time, they're there making sure the staff is ready to go for, for those times. Yeah, this is also often the person who uh, who will be there for you when you're first getting there, when you're first doing the walkthroughs and, and checking things out. They're the person who you're in contact with the whole time, kind of up into it. But they're not talking, they're not interested about like, what are you doing before they you get to the venue? It's a lot of times right. it's just what happens when you get to the venue. They, they run the show at that point. Um, so they also have like a they have like the sales side of things too. like yeah. they are trying to sell the space as you're walking through it, that kind of thing. Right. They're often the sales manager of of, yep. of 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 giving you that information to say, well, there's this many people that fit in this room and this is where you can have your cocktail hour and this is where you can do this other thing and this is where your cake might be. Things like that. They're the people that are really knowledgeable about the space that they're in. And it. If depending on the venue, it can go outside of just the world of, of weddings or especially just the world of your wedding, too. Right. This can fall into corporate events, galas, fundraisers, birthday parties, anniversary parties, <laughs> rehearsal dinners. Can, There's can a you lot. Say, can you say gala again? 
Gallas. Gala. Sir, I'm sorry, but I'm just a very fancy human, and that is how I say gala. <laughs> Come at me, bro. A gala. A very fancy gala. I'm sorry, yeah. you say it how? Gala? Gala? Gala. gala. Yeah. Black tie gal. Gala. Get all those guys in galas over there. Come on, buddy. We're going to go to this big old fancy gala down the road. Put a ring on a podcast where Dan and Danielle spend an hour making fun of the other person. <laughs> yeah, so, but okay. this person, I mean, it's, it's unless, unless the venue is, does a very small amount of events, but often this person is tasked with being the main contact for every single one of these events. Sometimes there's one, sometimes there's more than one people in this role, but they are not just working with you one-on-one. They are working with so many different um uh, hosts, uh, corporations, businesses, people, the list goes on and on. And it can be a lot to manage. It's, 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 and sometimes it's even more than one event on your wedding day that they're, they're thinking about and focusing on. It's hard. It's so not an easy job. No, definitely not. So, okay. So what does this mean for our couples out there who are listening? So, so what if, if, uh, the, this person only has the, the venue's interest in mind. So what if, uh, if they, you know, only work for the venue and they deal with a whole bunch of different events every year, what does that mean? Matter? Well, so, um, this first and foremost, it means that they're being paid by the venue to do a job. So their loyalty is to their, their, their employer first, first and foremost, not necessarily to you as the couple, as, as you are in your role of, in your job, you, your dedication is to your, your boss, your, your, your company. Um, so with that, you don't necessarily have an advocate for you because they're more worried about keeping their job than they are going to bat for you in most cases. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately they, they probably know their space really well. They know what works. Perhaps they don't, um, they aren't necessarily designed to think outside of the box because uh, independent planners are always going to different places and different spaces. So we're always being challenged with looking at a space and going, okay, how does this, how does this work best? We're seeing it with fresh eyes and seeing all these things, whereas they're in this space consistently and they just, they see what works, they know what works, they do what works, and they don't necessarily mm-hmm. push the boundaries because it often causes more work <laughs> on the back end for them right. to have to deal with. Yeah. One of the things that I always think is like, like venues are well-oiled machines, right? Like they do these things a lot and they have they have a way they like to do things. And sometimes if you're the person who who wants to do something unique, a little different, and I'll use the example of the confetti cannons we had at our wedding. Um, that was absolutely something I wanted, right? But it, it was outside of the normal range of things that happened at where we got married. And the pushback that I got on that, because having those confetti cannons meant more cleanup on the back end for the, the, uh, people. It meant that the staff, you know, have to walk around these, this stuff, they have to walk over it. They've got to broom it up. You know, it's gotta be falling on the tables. They can't just like, you know, pick up the dishes and run away with them. Now there's literally confetti on them. And so they said, you know, it's going to be this amount of money. Fine. That's fine. You can, Mm -hmm. you can add this. But like the point I'm trying to make is that there was a reason for uh, that because it added extra, yes. a little bit extra work. So that was, it wasn't just yep. charging you a fee to charge you a fee, right? Right, right, a hundred percent. So they, uh, I guess what I, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that like if if you have an idea, um, I think a lot of times the venue coordinator may be less inclined to entertain that idea 
if it involves more work for them versus uh, I'm willing to bet, Danielle, when, when somebody, one of your clients brings you an idea, you'll say, okay, maybe, maybe we can work on that. Like, let's find a way we can make that work if it's reasonable or whatever. You don't automatically right. just say, I don't know about that. I'm just gonna, um, right. I'm just gonna say no. Uh, or, you know what I mean? Like, I think that right. there's, um, they don't always have your best interest in mind first and creating an amazing experience for you. Exactly. Generally speaking. Right. I think if you look at it uh, to sort of um, simplify it down, if you look at it as if um, the venue was their house, the venue coordinator's house, and you're coming into it going, well, I want to like spray paint the kitchen cabinets this color and I want to, I want to, you know, <laughs> right. do all these, I want to rip up the carpet and I want to do all these things. They're going, ah. I don't, I don't, I don't think we we want to do that. Or there's going to be all these additional charges versus just going into a blank space and going, okay, what can we do here? The venue coordinator is again. That's where it goes back to their loyalty is is to the venue. That's that's their yep. that's their employer. That's their home, if you will. So naturally, when you go in there and sort of ask questions and try to stir things up a little bit um, within reason. They're they're very hesitant because they're going ah oh, well we haven't done that before and oh I don't know and you know there's also there's many things that they're looking at though there's safety yep. there's yep. Um, realistic uh, expectation there's all these different things Staff. like Dan and, yep. yeah in your case Dan they I would have not been surprised if your venue said I'm sorry we can't do that because the amount yep. of confetti by the end of, there was like inches <laughs> of it so was like. Much snowed confetti that I don't awesome. I easily would say that that venue from there on out was like no we're not doing that anymore <laughs> because there was so much and someone could have you know slipped who knows I don't know but it was it's something where I'm, I'm glad that they let you do it but I I certainly wouldn't have been surprised if 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 they said no to you or have been saying no to other people asking going forward because you know there's a lot that they need to think about there's insurances they have all these things that said though it's why I think it's great to have a balance between a venue coordinator and your own coordinator slash planner person right. to, to sort of challenge those things and say, well, let's talk through this more. The couple really wants to do X. Is there a way we can make it happen or a version of it happen to achieve the result they're looking for? It's that right. planner, the independent planner is always going to go to bat for you. You are their person uh, writing out their paycheck, if you will. You are the, you are their client. You are their number one, um, especially if they work for themselves. So they're looking to you to make you as happy as possible within every you know reasonable limit there is, um, and and that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna focus on, um, and. I think that's the biggest thing about all of this. Okay. All right. So now I kind of, we, we defined a little bit about what the, you know, limitations of the venue coordinator and kind of what they do. Let's talk about like the positives, like what, yes. what, so what are the pros of, of the venue coordinator? Well, I think, I think it's what we've, we've sort of said already, but it's, it's the fact that this person knows the space, yep. right? They're going to know where your where you want to put your place cards, where you want to put your gift table, where the cake looks awesome, where it makes sense to have your guests flow from one event to the next. They're just going to have a really good, ideally, they're going to have a really good handle on these things. Actually, can I share a fun story with you? Yep. So I, I once had a meeting um, at this venue with my client and, you know, we were we were going through everything and we were talking about the ceremony space and the ceremony space was going to happen outside in this really pretty garden area. But the ceremony time was going to be around the time that the sun was going to be starting starting to set. So I looked at the coordinator, um, the venue coordinator there, and I said, where does the sun set? And she said she wasn't sure for that time of the year. <laughs> I was like, wait. 
well, first, the sunset's always in the same spot. West is always west, so there's that. <laughs> and, and second, she sh- I was like, you should know this information. And I guess yep. third is like, that's why you have the Compass app on your phone so that you can just quickly look <laughs> up that information. It's a, great, it's a really great resource. But it's things like that that they should be able to say, well, actually, you probably don't want to do your ceremony facing that way because if you do, all of your guests are going to be blinded by the sun as the sun is setting, yada, yada. So little things like that that the venue coordinator should know in this case i think the venue coordinator was uh very new um to that venue and i feel like she should have just been like hmm you know what let me think about it for a second then checked herself (laughs) versus just saying i don't know for that time of year which is just like oh my goodness lady (laughs) yeah yeah i've definitely had some interesting experiences similar to that but i've also had some really good ones like Mm -hmm. um so if, if say let's say everything is all at uh, one location, so you get your ceremony and reception all in one spot. A lot of times I'll go to the venue coordinator and say, "Hey, um, you know, this is what, kind of what I'm thinking. This is the time that I have, the time frame I have to do these pictures. Um, where where do you suggest? Where are we going to be out of the way that I'm, I'm not setting up family formals in the middle of cocktail hour or or you know, there's going to be tables in the way or whatever? And they'll they'll often say, "Oh, you know what?" Um, a lot of the weddings that we do, the, the photographers love to take people in this area. It's kind of a way. It's yeah, kind of a nice, uh, nice background or whatever. I mean, they're not a photographer, but um, they'll they'll generally know where other people have gone and what works. So I like to take that information and say, okay, if other people have gone here, I can just bust this out, get this done here, um, then we can walk around uh, and, and figure something else out. Um, so I like that they kind of they they do they know their space they know they've seen what other photographers have done where they've gone and it's it's just a good resource a lot of times to say okay here i am what's what's where's the best place to go where have you seen other people go so i can uh, i can just execute on that right and i guess the difference there between the venue coordinator and a planner would be that would be something that you would go to the venue coordinator that day and say hey what do you think for that mm-hmm. that venue coordinator is not going to reach out to you dan as the photographer in advance and say right. dear photographer where are you thinking about doing this might i make some suggestions right. if you need so that's that's a little bit of a difference they're there to help as a great resource that day to answer questions and know what's best um yep. so i think that's a really great way to put it they also too which we didn't even really talk about too much if your venue also handles food and drink or or either of the two they're also going to be a really great person to talk through when it comes to the menu tasting and the selection the bar menu if that's like if that stuff is all handed um handled in-house to me this is the biggest pro of having a really great venue coordinator is because they know their chefs they know like when they say everyone freaking loves our candy bacon wrap scallops or whatever it is (laughs) and we can't serve them fast enough to get to people they just eat them like as soon as we're coming out the door then you know you get that flippant appetizer man you know what i mean like i mean unless you really hate scallops but if if you think your guests will like that then you get that appetizer yeah that's one of the funny things about our wedding we people ate tortellini alfredo like it was their job you know like like I, I had salmon you know i'm technically a pescatarian rachel's vegetarian we had she had tortellini alfredo but we put that as one of the options on the response card and a a, a solid amount of people specifically ordered tortellini alfredo people who are I not did. vegetarian yeah it was <laughs> amazing and uh, our venue coordinator said like i this is really good. We have it on our menu for a reason. People love it. And, and it's one of the things we, uh, and it's one of the things that people eat up. That's for sure. Um, actually, uh, just one other thought 
uh, about what I was saying before about being able to use the the venue coordinator as a resource. Mm-hmm. And that is like um, something that can be taken both as a positive and a negative um, that that this is like they can point you to something or somewhere that like something that they always do. Right. So this is where we always do the the cake. This is where we always put the family formals. This is where we always do this. And one of the things I try to do for all of my couples is something unique, something different. Right. Uh, and when I hear we always do that for me, that's a positive because then I can say, OK, I know I know what not to do now. If everybody <laughs> always goes here, I like to try to you know take a few steps off the beaten path um, so that like it depends on, you know, what perspective you have on that. But right. Uh, yeah, it, it always doing something can be good and be bad if you're trying to do something unique and creative, you know? Right. I think that's what it comes down to is when you see a venue, like you said, that says, well, we always we always cut the cake here. And the yep. couple goes, but I don't like maybe they always move it to the middle of the dance floor and it's this big thing and they cut the cake and the couple goes, I don't I don't right. want to make it a big thing. I just want to do it to over the side and the couple and the venue goes, well, that's what we always do. That's that's where me as a planner stands up and goes. But is is there a reason why we can't do it over to the side like they want to? If not, can we please do that? Because that's what they want. Versus the couple just yeah. going, well, I guess this is what we have to do. Like they, we're not given, right. we're not being given an option here. So it's hard. Yeah. It's it's really hard. Yeah. But then you also say, like sometimes they just go, this is this is where this uh, gift table needs needs to go. This is where it works best. And you go, well, what if we put it over there? And they go, yeah, but no one's gonna go over there. You go, oh. Well, that that makes a lot okay. of sense. No one's going to see it. Yeah. Okay. It looked pretty, but right. no one's going to see it. So, no longer it's no longer functioning as it's yeah. intended. So, yeah. Yeah. Can it's I tricky. can I say that like uh, just as a, a general piece of advice mm-hmm. to for everybody listening out there, don't ever be afraid to like ruffle a little bit of feathers and ask questions. Right? Ask questions. Um, yes. Respectfully. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. I don't mean ruffle feathers in the sense like like don't be afraid to say like, OK, this is this is what we really want. Our goal is to have the dance floor rocking as much as possible. And if I have to clear the entire dance floor to put the cake in the middle of the, the dance floor, that doesn't align with what I know my people really want. Mm-hmm. You know, so so can we if you just go along with it and say, oh, that's the way they always do it, that. You, you're making a sacrifice there for yourself and what you really want. So don't be afraid to say, hey, you know what? Our goal is we know our people really well. We know that they just want to have free time and party and and maybe go sit out on the balcony where you have this view of the whatever. Um, can we just skip the cake cutting or can we just do it off to the side? We, we'd really love that, even though you always do it in the center of the dance floor, right? Right. Like right. that's a fair I- thing. Right, and when you approach it in the tone you just did and the, yes. the way you just asked it, you didn't go, um, I don't care what you always do. I want my cake over right. there, and that's how it's going to happen. Those are two right. very different things. They're saying the same thing, but they're two very different things. That, yes. is, that is how you get what you want in life. You be yes. nice. Be yep. nice, ringers. Yep. Ringers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to get the ringers to stick. I like ringers. I don't care. Pringles. Pringles. Yeah, I don't know. Pringers, Dan, Pringles. That's just what, I'm me, hungry. You're just making me want to snap. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on that note, Dan, let's take a break for a yep. quick word from our sponsor. And when we come back, I actually, I, I really want us to talk about, because I think there's a lot of confusion surrounding it, what exactly the differences are between venue coordinators and actual wedding planners. So we'll be right back.
Today's episode is sponsored by Warby Parker. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with glasses starting at just 95 bucks. Their home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped straight to your home so you can try them out for like five days. After five days are up, you can easily send them back using the prepaid returning shipping label with no obligation to purchase. You you did this, right, Danielle? I did. So when I did my trial, I actually wore them around for most of the day. I got a feel for their comfort and how they looked, and I was able to snag the opinions of the people that I saw throughout the day, including the, my friends on social media. And funny enough, most of the people um, picked the glasses that were probably the least comfortable to wear on my <laughs> face because I have a big head. So I was able to get a feel for them. Otherwise, I would have, if I just went off of looks alone, I would be absolutely regretting my decision today. So yeah, I was happy I got to, uh, you know, with, when you have them for the five days, you get to feel them out. So that was cool. Yeah. I remember you posting the pictures and people voting on them and stuff. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, so, so when you place an order for glasses that you like with your prescription, Warby Parker gets started on them right away. So you have them crazy fast, like in a week and a half, if not sooner. Yeah. And since we know that as a listener of this podcast, you have a pretty big heart. For every pair of glasses (laughs) sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need, which is really awesome, you guys. So to order your free home try-ons today, head to warbyparkertrial.com slash ring. Seriously, Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk and stress-free with free shipping all around. Visit warbyparkertrial.com slash ring to get started. Now back to the show. All right. So we're back. Um, And before the break, Danielle was saying that she really wanted to just dispel the differences, pull back the veil, if you will, um, and shed a little light on the differences between what venue coordinators do and what a wedding planner does. Um, And the one thing that I want to say before I let Danielle just do her thing is if you just focus on the name for a second, Mm -hmm. venue coordinator literally means they coordinate the things at the venue. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about the stuff beforehand. The wedding coordinator, what Danielle does and what she's amazing at, um, is handling the details of the entire day and maybe before and after the day. So, Danielle, from your perspective, take us home. Okay. So, oh, man, I have so many thoughts, and I want to make sure I articulate this. I can't even say articulate. How am I going to do this? Oh, my God, the pressure. (sighs) Okay. So we always come from a place on this podcast of wanting to just be honest and transparent and, and give you as much information as we can so that you can go forward making decisions that you feel confident about and feel really good about. And part of, um, part of diving into planning a wedding is going into a whole new world, a whole new world, everybody. Um, new and fantastic point, point of, of view. view. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. With that, you're you're going into this this brand new world and trying to suddenly have a good enough knowledge to invest a good chunk of change confidently. And it's so hard to know what you don't know. And 
I think part of it is that we in the wedding industry will put all of these terminology and words onto things that just confuse people even more. Like what in the world is a tussy mussy florist? Please stop using the word tussy mussy and just call it a little tiny bouquet. <laughs> but I, I digress. Even know what that one is. <laughs> See, it's a tussy mussy. Nobody knows what a tussy mussy is. Everybody has to Google it. Not everybody, but anyway, long story short. I just think um I just think it's important to talk about this stuff. And Venue coordinators, like Dan said, they are designed to be focused on coordinating the aspects that revolve around the event that that they work for, right? Um, that's who their loyalty is. That's who they are going to go to bat for. That's who writes their paychecks. Whereas a wedding planner, someone you hire independently from that um, from that venue is is working a lot differently. They are there to ad- be an advocate for you, to go to bat for you, to to have your back first and foremost. Um, And the venue coordinator, so I can't speak for everybody, but most wedding and event planners I know work with a limited number of people. They're not working with hundreds and hundreds of different clients every single year. If they are, bless their heart, holy crap, I can't even imagine. But venue coordinators, by nature, and especially if their venue is a busy one with corporate events and birthdays and bar mitzvahs and weddings and all of these things, they are working with so many people and trying to keep so many details straight. And that means often longer response times. You have to follow up a little bit more to get a, an answer on, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're spe- specifically asking about. You're not getting as much of that one-on-one attention as you do when you specifically hire an independent wedding planner. And I guess it, uh, we always say you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. And when you yep. have... If you're not paying an additional fee for that venue coordinator services, then I don't think it's fair to expect them to do additional services for you. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. So it's they're they're just not going to be as involved in anything um, that's not in, in, involved with the venue. They may ask you if your ceremony is happening off site. They may say, okay, where where and when is it happening? But they're certainly not going to be there at your at your church or your wherever, queuing your musicians and lining up your bridesmaids and holding the doors for when you're about to walk down the aisle and making sure the best man has the rings and doing all these things. They're not going to be there for that because it's not happening at their venue. They're not going to go with you when it's time to go do family photos or go off site to do photos of of you with your wedding party and do all these different things. They're not going to be working with you on what time your guests are getting to the hotel so that you can arrange transportation to and from the the venue or the ceremony. They're not going to go through hair and makeup schedules with you. Those are just things that don't fall in their wheelhouse because they're focusing on so many other things that revolve around the venue as they should right um right it's they're very separate things i can't even tell you how many venue coordinators we work with we work together all the time and we have mostly great experiences dan and i actually have some nightmare stories we're going to share after i after i'm done when i step <laughs> off my soapbox here but not yet i am not done so timeline is also another big part of it every great wedding planner is going to put together a super comprehensive and amazing timeline that all of your wedding pros are going to be able to follow and use as a reference throughout the day so that everybody knows what's going on a venue coordinator is probably going to put together what time cocktail hour is what time dinner is going to start what time you're going to cut the cake what time everybody's going to be out of there it's not going to be super hefty guys my my timelines average around like 17 18 pages long they are they are amazing (laughs) thank you they're comprehensive documents that have everything that anybody needs in order to to feel like they have a good understanding of your day that's how it works 
the venue coordinator isn't doing that. That's not their job. That's not what they were hired to do. They're not going to have details about your family photo list or who's what the driver, the bus driver's name, who's picking up your guests at the hotel. They're not going to have anything to do with any type of offsite events. It's it's just it's just what it comes down to. It's just it's just yep. how it is. Yep. Um, I, it's also a matter of as you're building your team, speaking of all these pros, as you're building your team, if you reach out to your venue coordinator and say, hey, we're looking for a DJ, who do you know that's great? That venue coordinator is going to say, well, um, DJ Mike works here all the time. He's really great. We highly recommend him. And DJ Mike is probably a very good to average DJ who comes in, doesn't make a fuss, makes load and easy, gets out of there quick, doesn't ask for too many things, and does a decent job coming up though yeah yeah oh really a lot of <laughs> yeah spoiler alert is that sometimes the venue mm. coordinators are telling you who to hire because that person has paid to be on that venue's list right exactly which is kind of stinky sometimes if you're actually looking for like who would they personally recommend versus who they have to recommend, you know? Exactly, exactly. So they're either recommending a person that's like, well, this person is easy on our end. We have no idea if personality-wise they gel with you or if they play the, if they specialize in the kind of music you like. But yeah, DJ Mike, he's, he's a good guy and, you know, that's good. And and that's fine. Um or like Dan said, it's because they're receiving a kickback or a referral fee for sending DJ Mike some business, which is poopy, in my opinion. Though, there are some planners who do that as well, but they technically have to disclose that to you if they are getting a kickback or a referral fee for referring that person anyway. So when a planner, when you reach out to your planner and say, hey, we're really looking for a DJ, um, your planner is going to be like, okay, so so what kind, like, do you want your DJ to have like a personality that's a little bit more like loud and out there and maybe on the dance floor? Do you want somebody who's a little bit more behind the scenes and is just, you know, playing some really awesome music that you guys love to get everybody on the dance floor? That's a factor. What's your budget for yep. this? What, do you, what do you, Where are you looking to be budget-wise? Well, we don't know. What are the averages? Well, for a good DJ, it costs this. For a really great DJ, you're looking more around this. How about lighting? How about this? How about all these other things? Do you even want props? Do you remember props, guys? Props was a thing in the props. 90s. <laughs> I still I see props. I like props. I still see props every now and then. Ooh, fun story. This past, no, it was a few weeks ago now, we um, the couple bought a butt ton of glow sticks. And um, they were like, how can we display these glow sticks? I was like, you don't want to display the glow sticks. Trust me. I was like, what we're going to do is we're going to crack all the glow sticks in the back in the in the back room. And I put all of the glow sticks on my arms like they were a bunch of like hoops and stuff. I put them on my arms and I just went out into the dance floor and started dancing with everybody as people just like took these glow sticks off my arms. And suddenly everybody had glow sticks. (laughs) It was amazing. Fun story. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was funny because it just sort of like spread like everyone was like, where'd you get that from? Because I was just in the middle of the dance floor like... (laughs) It was cool. But anyway, so that I digress. One of the things that Danielle just uh, illustrated really well is that if you ask your wedding planner, hey, who's who do you recommend for this thing? They'll ask you a bunch of questions to be able to kind of narrow you down to somebody who's the best fit for you, right? Exactly. Many times, if you ask the venue coordinator, uh, who, who would you suggest for this thing? They'll just literally hand you a list and say, here you go. Because that's sure. the list of, you know, let's be honest. I'm on a couple of lists that I did not pay for um, but I, I work well with the venue. They like me. They like the way I do things. Um, and they like that. I come in there, I do my job. I, I give them pictures. So, I, you know, it's right. kind of this, uh, technically a good relationship. I, I, it's a good relationship. Exactly. Um, but a lot of times 
that that list you're getting is just they don't have a personalized list that they're saying these people are amazing. I would trust them with my own wedding. Right. They're just handing you a list and saying, here, pick from these people, move on. Right, exactly. And I and and that that's helpful to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but you're 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 just gonna get a, a different experience when you when you work with a planner. And this is not a you must hire a planner episode. This is a there is a difference and I want you to know the difference so that you can decide what's best for you, as we always yeah. say. But like, so what I do with my clients is they're like, Danielle, we're looking for a photographer and we don't even know where to start. So we start talking through all of these different things. We have a few emails back and forth and we go, okay, I think I've got a few narrowed down. This is who I'm gonna, who I really love for you. And in some cases I've already reached out and said like, hey, dude, are you available? So-and-so, are you available? Um, roughly budget-wise, for this is what they're looking at, where are you gonna fall? So that when I send this to my clients, I go, this is everybody that's available. Um, that I think would be amazing for you. Check out their sites, get a feel for who they are, see where you get the warm and fuzzies and go from there. And it, instead of searching the entire internet of of weddings to find the photographer in their area that yep. they like, I'm narrowing it down and I'm making it as easy as possible for them to make a decision they feel really good about. And they have me on the back end saying, I've worked with these people before. They're they're nice. They do an amazing job. They're funny. They're, you know, whatever it is that they're specifically looking for. And it's it just takes so much time and, and all of that off of the shoulders of my couple to not have to do that. And granted, I do not know every single last bit of person on this planet who does a thing, but I'm very well educated in the area that I work in. Wait what? a second. Okay. You what? mean yeah. to tell me that I'm not the only photographer on your list? Oh, yes, you are. I meant like other things like <laughs> videography. Curses, Danielle. Curses. <laughs> that would be a really terrible terrible person if i was like i only work with one photographer (laughs) daniel moyer he's amazing this other guy dan moyer yeah uh he's he's equally as awesome and then there's this really fascinating french photographer daniel moyer uh, (laughs) he's awesome super super great photographer i would recommend any one of those three we yeah Nailed it. Yeah, that's wow, Dan. You must have been secret shopping me. That's exactly how I do it. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, we can. Can we talk stories now? Yes, let's talk stories. Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of, if you guys, uh, if you guys like hearing about like uh, fun, crazy stories, there's a podcast I recently found ca- called Wedding Confessionals. Um, it's it's just two girls for the most part. They just talk about. Um, crazy things that that they've seen happen at weddings people write in and talk about like their crazy stories it's a really entertaining kind of wedding focused but just it's just a fun little it's just a fun little podcast if you're if you're looking for some more fun stories but dan go ahead i I know you're like eager to share um hmm so where to start where to start okay um this was this is just kind of a stinky situation because it means that um, – because it, it was frustrating to the couple. Um, and it was just that everybody was on a different page. The parents had a different timeline. The bride and groom had a different timeline that they expected. Um, the planner had a different timeline. And instead of uh, – let's be honest. The, the wedding coordinator – did not know anything about what this couple wanted prior to the wedding. All they had was was generally kind of what the couple sent them or whatever, but something happened. It was the wrong timeline. Things had not been updated. It was an old an old timeline. And so on the day, the worst thing that can happen is that on the day, 
the venue coordinators coming up and saying, oh, hey, when did you want to do this? Oh, when do you want to do that? What song did you want to be played during that? It's like, no, during the wedding, all you want is to have fun and enjoy time with your guests, you know? Um, and I, I was talking with this couple, uh, you know, literally the other day as we we're playing their album. And they said that that was one of the things that like on the day of they were really upset about now they're able to look at it and say like oh that was kind of sucky um but they got over it and you know they still had fun dancing and everything but they were just saying like like you should not be coming to me on the day like that's why that's why i sent you these things that's why you know we we did some of the work beforehand or whatever but it was just a disorganized disorganization where everybody just had their own agenda of what they wanted and and uh, instead of like the what you do, the wedding planner, looking at everybody, talking with everybody, and and getting one centralized timeline, rallying it all. Same, yeah, getting everybody on the same page. This person <clears throat> was waiting to game day to make decisions, and that's just not the way it's supposed to be, you know. Well, I don't think it's the best way it can be done. Um, I think there's a way you can go about it that's proactive versus reactive and just makes yep. for a better day for everyone, not even just a couple, the people working, the family, the guests. It's, I, I don't see the point in stressing someone out and waiting until that day to say like, oh, well, when did you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, granted, there are there are things sometimes that we're all human and mistakes happen, whatever. But I think if you're purposely leaving all that stuff till that day, man, you're asking for hard yep. day <laughs> yeah I, it's hard I think it's I think it's tricky I think um when you were talking about how you know everybody's working off old timelines and not updated information I worked with a venue once um I was brought on one month before the wedding and in that one month I was brought on because they were going through so many different venue coordinators at the um at the venue that they just yeah. felt like no one was on the same page so I was brought on and they're like can you please we just want to know that there's someone that's going to be there that we're talking to today that's that's going to be there on the wedding day that knows what we need to get done and I was very happy to come on board and within that one month it changed three more times three more times that we had to go back through and talk about all this stuff again which I was happy to do for the couple because I just wanted to make sure everybody was good to go but holy crap if the couple the couple just wanted to enjoy their last like their last month of being engaged and leading up to their wedding and all of the excitement that comes with that and starting this amazing new chapter and holy crap and you know planning for a honeymoon they didn't want to have to be talking about the same things they've been talking about for the past year with now another new person that is one thing with venue coordinators you see a lot of high turnover um i stand by the fact that i think they have a very hard job and they are worked to the bone um and expected to do so much me as an independent person i choose to do one wedding per weekend i always say i want to love what i do and continue loving what i do i do not want to get to a point where i am burnt out and hating it and resenting anything yeah but venue yep. coordinators often don't have that choice if, if they're being told by their boss or their employer when they need to be there. So it is so common to see a high turnover. And then you're stuck as the couple saying, well, all of these things we talked about are now out the window and things that that person has promised you saying, oh, yeah, we don't normally do that, but we can totally do that and never wrote it down anywhere. Now you're having to go back and say, but she said we could do that or he said we would be able to do that. And that person's like, sorry, we can't. Those are the rules. We can't do it. Ugh, that sucks. You know? Yeah, that does suck. You know, actually, I don't want this whole section to be about uh, nightmare stories, just nightmare stories. Um, I do have – there's one uh, wedding venue uh, corporation in Philadelphia that every time I've worked there, they have been so on point. Like, So they have a lot of different people working for them, and they must have really great communication within their company because I see – 
the same uh, wedding coordinator slash mater D kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a bunch of them, a bunch of different ladies, guys, everybody uh, working at a bunch of these different venues. Um, and I'm always surprised at how well they know the timeline without having to like constantly refer it. Like they must study for the event or something like at, at least from my perspective, I've never had any one of my couples say like, Ooh, this really went wrong or whatever. Um, there's always hiccups, right? But right. every one of my couples has been so thrilled with this particular company. And, and every time I work there, like I'm, I'm treated like family almost by, by these, uh, by this, you know, giant company that you would think you know is the bigger company you get the less personal they are but i just have such an amazing experience there i know my couples have and i'm just amazing how organized they are how they they they're able to adapt and adjust things and customize their their entire wedding reception even for um even for such a big company. Now, granted, they're still not concerned what's happening before the wedding or right. before the reception. But when when they come into their house, I love that it's like it's like okay, you're family. You know, like awesome. you're gonna come in here. I'm gonna take care of you guys, and that's a great thing. That's what you should feel, right? Like, right. that's not to say that a wedding planner and a venue coordinator can't work together, right? Like they do oh, have, they have mutually exclusive jobs um, and they both can be really good. And when they work together, your wedding is amazing. Like you worked really well with ours. Um, we had a, a venue coordinator. You were our wedding planner and our wedding day was perfect. Like, I don't, I don't think you, I didn't even know where you were half the night because you were doing all the things you knew our wedding. I've said this a hundred times before. Danielle knew more about our wedding <laughs> by the time it rolled around than we did. And we had such confidence in you uh, with that three hour meeting that we had like a couple weeks before the wedding, like just going through every little detail. Um, and we just didn't have to worry. And that was awesome. And then, you know, the same thing happened with our venue coordinator. She took us through the entire evening. She kind of knew what we wanted. Um, she gave us suggestions when we asked for them and that's the way it should be, you know? Um, uh, it's and, about and everybody working together as a great yes. team, coming together for the couple. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I do not want to be in a venue's kitchen getting the salads out on time. That's what that's right. what they do so well. I don't want to be in yep. there doing that. I want to be outside, out you know, getting you bustled and making sure that you know you, you, there's that little like funky stain that the groom got on his suit. We're gonna get that out. We're gonna resew a button. Those are the things that we're re-sew all working. A button. Oh yeah, I resold your. <laughs> I resold many a buttons, but it, it's it's one of those things. Everybody's working together to get the job done and have yep. not one person running around like a chicken with their head cut off and and dying by the end of the night to have a good day. Um, yep. And I mean, honestly, at least in my experience, it's it's very much not uncommon to have like once dinner's over, the, that venue coordinator is often out of there because they've got to come back the next day. For an event, yep. I'm there through yep. the end of the night packing stuff up and making sure all the <laughs> making sure all the drunk cats get on the bus at the end. Of the night. <laughs> <clears throat> it's like hurt. I say it's like hurting drunk cats to just get get on the bus. <laughs> get on the bus, but it's it's they disappear. I uh, I did a I did a wedding once where uh, in all of the meetings I always try and set expectations. My role when there's an, a venue coordinator um, is different than when there's not a venue coordinator. Uh, I have to take on so much more when there's not a venue coordinator because there are things I need to think about 
far out like I need to know where the power box is so that if the power goes out I know how to flip it back on I have to know where the like I have to bring mops and brooms so if a glass falls and breaks I got to sweep it up when there's a venue coordinator they often are, are tackling those tasks and I did a wedding once where I was talking with the venue coordinator and this person told me all the things that they're going to do and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to do this and the other thing and I was like great awesome we'll fill in the holes we're gonna have a really great day high fives all around that day that person did not show up till one hour before the ceremony when they said they were going to be there plenty of hours before to do set out this and do that do the other thing I came super early because that's what I do we ended up just tackling it all because we wanted to make sure it was done before any of the guests got there. And thank goodness we did. And that person ended up just reading a book in their office the entire day. They never came out once. They just go, well, Danielle, you're here. You're just going to handle it. And it was what it was. And it was just like, they just totally didn't care anymore about making the day great for this awesome couple. And it was just like, holy crud. Now I know going into it that if I work at that venue again, that that's something I keep in mind. And I know then that I bring a really great value to my clients because I'm going to, you're not going to have someone who doesn't care about you. You're going to have someone who cares more about you than you can even possibly imagine on your wedding day. And it's going to be awesome. And you don't have to worry about it. But again, this is where everybody's different. It just bums me out. But it's it's still, I still say it's rare to see a a coordinator stay until the end of the night um, to pack everything up. Let's see if we can end this on a positive note. Yes, Because, um, like, the, I feel like we did a lot of, like, mm, like, there are some downsides, right? Like, if, if you're going into a wedding <laughs> thinking that it's going to be one thing or thinking that this person's going to do some things and they end up not. Um, right. The, I guess the point that, like, I'm hearing and the, th- the, the, the things we're trying to get across is that each one of these job titles, venue mm-hmm. coordinator, wedding planners, do something mutually exclusive and both have their job, especially if you have a good wedding planner and a good venue coordinator. The, they are not substitutable for the each other, except with the case of a wedding planner. You can do a lot of the things that – the venue coordinator, especially if if it's like a backyard wedding, like you kind of move into that role of venue coordinator, right? Very true. Yes. But we also yes. charge accordingly for those added services. Right. So it's of what course, it comes down to for sure. Yeah. So we, I don't want to uh, go through this whole episode bashing saying, oh, I've had this bad experience and that bad experience and this bad experience. No, I've had plenty of amazing ones and I know you have too. 100%. Um, but just we want to give you guys – some some tools to put in your wedding toolbox to know what to expect as you're going through this planning process and if somebody says something to you hey oh no we take care of that you say okay cool are you actually going to take care of that is that something you do or to just be really excited when they say yeah no no that's something we actually do for every wedding um and just feel more prepared in any uh meeting that you go to with your venue with your your wedding planner um with your your, any of your wedding professionals just to feel more prepared and, and be more confident when the wedding day rolls around that you made good choices. Right on. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. We love you. And if you haven't yet, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps us out so much, you guys. You can find the show notes for today's episode at putaringonapodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget, um, connect with us on all of the socials. Yep. I am at DPNAC, D-P-N-A-K, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. 
And I'm at Daniel Moore Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moore Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, you can always send us your questions on our website or on the Put a Ring on It podcast Facebook page. We really do our best to answer every single one we get, and we might even include yours in an upcoming episode. Finally, know that you are awesome. And no matter what, remember that your wedding is going to kick butt. Yeah, it is. Bye, guys. <laughs>